Welcome to Cultivating Community in the Guide to Awesomeness podcast, powered by Coldwell Banker Ronan Realty. Join us as we explore how to unleash your inner awesomeness while we uncover the treasures of our communities. Hello, listeners. Welcome to our episode featuring the Royal Agricultural Winter Fair on the Guide to Awesomeness podcast. I am your host, Brooke Varco, realtor with Cobalt Banker Rona Realty Brokerage. I have a passion for agriculture with a farm family history, which is rooted in both Simcoe County and Dufferin County. I have firsthand experience in the agriculture industry from being involved in my family's cash crop farm operation, attending agriculture competitions such as the Royal showing dairy cattle, together with being a past member of 4-H Ontario. I have a desire to support farm families, whether that means assisting them in expanding or downsizing their operations or by diversifying their real estate portfolio. I grew up in South Simcoe County and have seen firsthand how the communities have grown and evolved throughout the years. Today, I'm joined by Julian Brown, the Director of Agriculture and Education at the Royal Agricultural Winter Fair. Julian is passionate about participant experience and connecting with an audience. Joining the team at the Royal, Julian has been able to merge a passion for agriculture with his events and educational experience. Julian grew up splitting his time between town and farm, working alongside his family on their purebred shorthorn cattle operation in Beaverton, Ontario. Julian was a member of the 4-H program and is a lifelong Royal Agricultural Winter Fair exhibitor. Welcome to the podcast, Julian. Thanks so much for having me. And just to get started, can you tell us more about your role and how you've been able to merge your passion for agriculture with your events and educational experience? Yeah, this is my second year now as uh, as director here at the Royal. Last year was our 100th anniversary, and that was kind of my first chance in this seat, like you said earlier, lifelong exhibitor. Growing up, I just really gravitated towards the the farming side of, of what my family did and, and was just so so taken with, especially the cattle and the livestock and the showing, you know, getting really involved in the local 4-H clubs and being able to participate and, and be a part of that was really something that spoke to me. I don't know that I ever considered that is a career opportunity. It was just something that I, I really enjoyed and was really passionate about coming out of university. I got my first job working large scale events. Um, I did a lot of athletic events to kind of get started and that bridged into signature events for not for profits and other spaces. And, you know, I got my first job in that because I had a farm background. It's one of those, if you know, you know, kind of scenarios. And uh, my boss who was hiring me at the time just sort of said, oh, you've worked on a farm before. Okay, you're in. And the rest is history a little bit. I did kind of uh, 10 years working in events. I got to travel the world doing that, um, produced events all over the place. And then, you know, during COVID, things slowed down a little bit. I got to work more in a digital space, worked with some great organizations like the NFL. I got to work with the Juno Awards. And and through the Juno Awards, I got to work with their charitable arm and uh, Music Counts, who does musical education not-for-profit work. And that really sort of sparked even more interest in the educational side for me. Through that, the job at the Royal came up and it just seemed like the perfect opportunity to, to blend the experience and everything I'd been doing for the last 10 years with you know, this kind of passion for agriculture that was something that was just on the side for me that now I get to make a career out of. Yes, that's awesome. And yeah, speaking about the 100 years at the Royal, that's quite the start to your journey with the Royal, right? Such a milestone. Yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, you know, I joked with a lot of people, it's, you know, no, no pressure. First year is the 100th anniversary. But uh, no, we, we had a really spectacular year. And, you know, it's a, a theme for me in general, but it's the people that make it, um, that make it so special, that, uh, that make it so worthwhile. So um, it's just a tribute to everybody. And the Royal Agriculture Winter Fair is held at Exhibition Place in Toronto, Ontario from November 3rd to Sunday, November 12th this year. 
And I guess the next question I have for you, what can attendees and exhibitors expect to see at the fair this year for 2023? We're continued on sort of celebrating a century of champions here at the Royal for 101. So we're bringing back more than ever. Uh, we've brought the petting farm back the mechanical bull is back on the, you know, sort of feature side of things. Our uh, cattle and equine shows are bigger than ever. They continue to keep growing. Really exciting to have so many in again this year. We've got uh, a new ambassador this year, Kay, who is a pulled Dorset yearling you. She's really a fantastic ambassador to have uh, representing the fair, um, certainly from our sheep exhibitor side. They've been with us since the very start. And, you know, having Kay around is, is going to be a great feature for this year and, and her family that's so connected in with the Royal. So Kay will be around the barns making appearances and uh, will pop up all over the place. So if you're coming down, keep an eye out for Kay as well. And, you know, we've added a couple new shows. We've got an alpaca show closing out the final Sunday of the fair this year. We're excited to have poultry back this year uh, after a couple of years of not being able to have them in the building. So lots to see, lots to do, lots coming back. It's, uh, you know, the Royals kind of rolling on stronger than ever. And for those that have never been to the Royal, uh, just like a little summary, the Royal is the largest combined indoor agriculture fair and international equestrian competition in the world. It is where Canadian and international breeders, growers, and exhibitors are declared champions and where hundreds of thousands of attendees come to learn, compete, shop, and have a great time with family and friends. Can you tell listeners what kinds of attractions are typically held at the Royal? Sure. So we've got all kinds of competitions. So we've got started with our food competitions. Yesterday, we kicked it off with our, our cheese and butter competitions. So typically, we do you know, our food competitions leading into the Royal. So when you come through the doors, you can see the champions named already and, and have them out on display. So that's already underway. We've got, of course, livestock competitions across our ring of excellence will feature uh, cattle competitions from starting the Friday of the fair all the way through to the very end. Mixed among the fair floor, you'll find displays for our, our horticulture, our field crops, the uh, giant vegetable competitions always get a lot of a lot of interest and it's pretty impressive to see the size and scale of some of those giant pumpkins and things that come in they're pretty impressive i think one of the the really special things that we have at the royal is is so many great youth shows through support with 4h and other organizations that um you know we've got everything from public speaking and go for the gold through to you know the cattle competitions and the equine competitions that are that are happening and it's uh, just so positive and uplifting to see so many youth involved in agriculture and the passion that they have for it, it makes those shows really special. And uh, I always think it's really interesting for kids coming through, whether they're coming through with school groups or, or just through the, the doors with their parents. They're 10 years old from the city and, and haven't had experience with agriculture to see, you know, a 10 year old kid in the show ring leading a thousand pound animal around that look on their face the first time they see that and think, you know, that's my peer. I could be doing that, too is a pretty cool moment. So uh, lots of those types of things to experience, uh, you know, throughout the fair floor and something different every day. And speaking of 4-H, I was a member of 4-H Ontario in the Dairy and Crops Club. So I know what that's all about. And I've shown at the Royal with the TD 4-H Classic. Uh, I know that's coming up this week and there will be lots of local kids and kids from all over Canada really showing there with all different types of livestock. So that's an exciting time. And it is fun for people Maybe they only see their friends in 4-H at that one show each year, right? Like if they're not from the area. And so that's just a fun time for me, even going to the barn, seeing people I haven't seen, and uh, just a time to reconnect and learn from fellow farmers. Yeah, it's, it's such a community event. Like I've said, it's, it's the people that make it. And uh, 
you know, they make it so special, whether you're coming in from, you know, the general admission side, or you've been, you know, a multi-generational family exhibiting down here. It's, uh, you know, the people that make an event like this so special. And if people want to purchase tickets, they can be uh, purchased online or day of in person. Yeah, that's right. Purchase in advance at the gate, save yourself a little bit of time. Otherwise, we have a gate available as you as you arrive that you can purchase tickets on the day. And shopping at the Royal, can you just uh, tell us like what kind of shopping there is? I know there's the Royal Paddock uh, for exclusive merchandise and different companies and exhibitors uh, selling on the show floor. Yeah, that's that's it. We've got a, a really great commercial floor as as part of our show floor. Um, we invite uh, exhibitors and merchants from all over to come in and, and show. We try to keep it very themed and focused, but there's you know something for everyone. Whether you're in the barns and you're looking to upgrade your gear, work and wear is here. They've got all your Carhartt supplies, anything else you might need. We've got some really great saddlery and, and other partners in, in Greenhawk and things on the other side. And then on top of that, we've got great local food, um, local products coming in and being represented uh, throughout the commercial floor. So there's, there's lots to see, lots to do. Come down, get your holiday shopping done. Uh, it's a great kickoff for that as well. Yeah. And you guys even have a section for like the locally made, like kind of artesian market. Is that right? Yeah, we do. Yeah. We have uh, a local section that's uh, a little bit smaller and that lets, you know, some of these smaller producers come in and, and sort of have access to the Royal and have access to this audience. So that uh, sort of made by me home style section is, is a really unique feature of the, the floor that way. And in regards to educational experiences, what types of, uh, educational experiences can people expect to see at the Royal this year? We very much set up the floor as a, as a choose your own adventure. We have the farm to table discovery zone where we sort of focused things. And that's really in thanks to, you know, our commodity partners that come out to, you know, to help bolster our education space. So grain farmers, egg farmers, beef farmers, of Ontario, all represented turkey farmers. There's, there's many, they all come out to make it, you know, such an exceptional experience. We've paired that with our Royal app and the app can guide you through, you know, a guided tour, a guided scavenger hunt of the educational spaces as you come through. So that's one way to do it. But even just wandering around there, there really isn't a section of the floor that you won't learn something if you you travel through it. So there's there's lots of signage, there's lots of things going on. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is, is it's such a great opportunity to speak to a farmer, speak to a producer, talk to somebody who's here on the ground, who's living agriculture every day, and, and they have so much to share. And they're so passionate about what they do that it's, uh, you know, if you want to learn something or you have questions, the people to ask are here uh, and they're so willing to share. Yeah, all the industry experts will be there and for the whole week. So that's great to see. And culinary experiences. Are there any of those uh, this year? Lots, lots of just food to discover throughout the floor in general, through the food court, all the way into some of our, our different restaurants, um, whether it's in the hitching ring on the horse side or throughout the fair floor. On top of that, you know, check out the Royal restaurants. There's a bunch of them around and lots of different sort of culinary experiences, you know, even checking out the, the food competition displays, you know, get some ideas of, you know, what to buy for your, your holiday table on the other side. There's lots of great, great national products, but a lot of local products as well. And what would you say your favorite part of the fair is? Is it the shopping, the competitions? I definitely have my bias. I know everybody does, but it's, uh, it's absolutely the, uh, the cattle competitions for me. You know, the, uh, the Supreme shows are incredible, whether it's, you know, the Quality Seed Supreme Dairy or the Master Feed Supreme Beef. It's just, the best livestock shown by some of the greatest exhibitors in one place at one time, best across the country, you know, showing best on best. It's, it's a pretty special moment. So 
you know, for me, it's it's being around those those cattle rings, seeing those grand champions get crowned, and and seeing these national winners come out. Uh, it's it's a pretty special thing. You see so much hard work come to fruition in those moments, and it's uh, really emotional and really special. Yeah, speaking of the supreme champion last year, Maple, the red and white uh, Holstein that won. I'm friends with uh, the group that owns her and got her ready for the show all three days. So it was quite the experience to be able to see her show throughout those days and went take home the win. So I know what that's all about. It's a pretty cool feeling to when it hits that close to home, right? Like, you know, the people and yeah, it's cool. It's it's very personal. Yeah. Maple had uh, quite a run last year leading in uh, even before the Royal and then leading into the through the Royal. It was, uh, it was an impressive year. Yeah. My favorite part, I guess, of the Royal would be the family tradition. It's something that my family all looks forward to every November. Uh, my grandma goes, my aunts, my uncles, the Hassans, they show beef cattle. And so uh, Brady and Regan, my cousins, they do well in 4-H every year. So it's always good to go see family, support them. If I'm not showing, someone is that I'll know. So I'm going to head down uh, the opening day to see them show uh, November 3rd and then the next Thursday, Friday for the dairy shows. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, great. Be great to see you down here. Yes. What is the annual attendance at the fair and how has it grown over the years? Yeah, it's it's really interesting. I mean, we're we typically bring in a little over 300,000 people over the course of the fair. It's ebbed and flowed over the years. I think, you know, it's it's Toronto is more dense than ever as far as population and and the ability to bring people through and the Royals in such a special place to be able to bridge that gap between rural and urban life and and to showcase that. I think couple of the the big areas where we've we've really grown and continue to grow is in you know having school groups come in we have thousands of students hundreds of different schools uh coming through the fair doors especially during the week it's such an important part of our our weekday shows to have all those kids come in and and the educational side of, of what we do and then the attraction of international exhibitors continues to grow and we see you know as things have changed it's not just international exhibitors traveling in which we we do get a lot of and a lot come through our partners like CMEX with that but the international attention that we get on top of that with you know live streaming and commentary and you know sort of the live updates and things that we do the royal really is watched around the world and, and you know so if we talk about attendance it's it's not just people coming through the door but it's how many people are connected to the royal across the world and it's pretty amazing to see that yeah, and the Royal benefits the agriculture, equestrian, and livestock communities, both locally and internationally, because it's such a stage, right, to promote the breeders, the exhibitors, and just to pro- promote their animals, their product. So it's a necessity, I think, to have to keep going. Uh, it's been around this long, and let's keep it going. And could you share some details about the history and evolution of the Royal? Sure. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I laugh a little bit when I talk about the history of the Royal and, and what's changed and things, because as much as, you know, lots of little things have changed, the core of the Royal is still very much the same. It's still about the families. It's still about, you know, the best in, in Canadian agriculture. It's about the livestock. It's about all of those, those elements that still exist here today, um, you know, but it's certainly different from these buildings when they were first created were purpose built, you know, for the Royal and for the CNE as livestock exhibitions and, and these were just exhibition grounds but with how much the city's grown up around it and, and all of those different elements it's certainly changed but you know to think that a hundred some odd years later our offices are still here still on the grounds you know we're still hosting the fair in different ways but just as we've done before you know we're not taking cattle off the rail cars anymore like we used to from from out west and, and down east but uh you know we're still have we still have lots of western exhibitors we still have lots of people coming up from the maritimes and up from the states to show so 
as much as some of you know how we do things have changed the the core of it the heart of it is still you know very much the same very true to uh, our beginnings that way and to touch on the royal horse show uh can you just provide our listeners with some information about what makes it the world's finest equestrian show and uh, what they can expect to see from the horse show for sure so it's it's one of the remaining uh heritage events that still features 30 breeds of horses, all showing in sort of the widest variety of, of equestrian competition in the world. You know, we're able to sell the Coliseum out for multiple events to, to draw crowds in that, you know, you don't get at every show is, is a really special thing and, and special for the exhibitors as, as much as the people enjoying, uh, you know, the show and watching. You know, there's a great tradition that comes with the horse show as well of the black tie and the having a dress code for some of the events, the VIP, it just sort of elevates it that that little bit more and, you know, shows people that that special quality of of a show and, and that elite level of competition that the Royal has. And it's it's one of the few events that the general public can still access, that it's it's open to anyone that way. You can buy a ticket, you can come in and see it, and you can really see this other world and this other experience that's not just on TV or it's not just something you're you're looking around for. It it really opens the doors for that. And we've got great announcers that help people understand what's going on, all of those types of elements. So it's a it's a really special show that way and uh, draws so many international competitors and, and exhibitors and people down to watch the show. So it's uh, it's really special in uh, sort of the the discourse of, of horse showing. I actually went to the my first horse show at the Royal last year. So, yeah, that was quite the experience to see because I'm not really a horse girl more into the cattle, but it was, yeah, it's an interesting experience to see everyone get all dressed up and learn about the horses. So I would recommend it to people if they're looking for a night out, uh, something to do. So everyone get your tickets. <laughs> Just to bring it back to you, you grew up in between town and farm life. And so can you share a memorable experience or lesson that you've learned from working alongside your family on the cattle operation or uh, from attending the Royal that's had a lasting impact on your career, just life in general? Sure. Yeah, it's, it's it's hard to narrow it down to one thing, but I think what always stands out for me with with farming and working on the farm is is you know getting to work with your family and the the tenacity that it takes to be a farmer. You're always doing it. You're always on. Even if you manage to get away to a show for a few days or squeeze some travel in somewhere, you're still thinking about it. You're sort of living and breathing it every day. And you know that that always stood out to me as as a difficult thing. And I think it's you know people say farmers work hard, but to really understand how much effort that is and, and how hard everybody's working. It's a different thing. You kind of have to be in it to to really get it. And and that's something I've carried forward with me, especially when sort of relating that back to, you know, working with family and you're having these laughs, you're having tough days, but you're having great days. And, you know, you get to do that together. And I think that's something that I've really carried forward with me and in, into work and into work-life balance is that, you know, if you can do something that you love and you're passionate about and your family is engaged with as well, it's it's that much more meaningful. And I think that reflects so much at the Royal that doing this job isn't just for me and my family who who care so much about it. It's for all of the families that that show and exhibit and, and are passionate about the Royal. I mean, one of the great things about the Royal and our biggest challenges is that everybody loves the Royal. It's a really special thing. And, and I think that's, you know, something that stood out for me is just that that tenacity, that stick to itness that uh, farmers have and trying to embrace that in my my work style. And at the end of each episode, we ask our guests three questions. So the first one is, what is one thing every person should do if they visit your community? So your community could be where you're from. Uh, the community is the Royal, the Toronto area. Thinking about the Royal specifically, I'm going to say, talk to a farmer, talk to a producer. If you come through these doors, there's lots of opportunity to do it. 
but ask someone a question, connect with one of you know the frontline agricultural people in the community, and just get a taste of, of the passion they have for what they do and how proud they are of their product and how many great things are happening in Canadian agriculture. There's a lot to learn there, and they're just wonderful people, wonderful ambassadors of, of ag in Canada. Yeah, there's always more to learn. If you think you know everything, there's <laughs> lots more. <laughs> uh, and what makes your community feel like home? We've talked about it, but it's the people. We're talking about multi-generational families and not just families who exhibit in the barns, but families that have been coming to the Royal for generations that remember coming with their parents and their grandparents and continue to bring their kids. And it's just a building and it's just an event without the people. It's the people that make it so, so special, the stories that carry on. And you know, we saw that so much in our hundredth and we continue to see that, but people who are so willing to share their stories and tell you about their experiences. And it's uh, truly something special about, uh, about this job and this community. And the Varco family is one of those families that you're talking about. So that's cool to see. And if you could write a chapter in the Guide to Awesomeness, what would the title be? Oh, good question. I think I would call it Cows Are Cool. Uh, <laughs> and just share the passion for, for livestock and the community that surrounds it and, and going to fairs. It's a whole other world when you do all those things. It could be a book in its own, but uh, I would go with, uh, with Cows Are Cool. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'd read your chapter. <laughs> And so thank you so much for being here with us today. And just to wrap up, the Royal Agriculture Winter Fair takes place every November in the city of Toronto. So come on down, celebrate the best in agriculture, local food and competitions and see who is crowned the next champion. Thanks for coming on, Julian. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for joining me for another awesome episode. Whether you're already on the road to awesomeness or just starting out, be sure to join us next time for a dose of motivation, education, and entertainment.